Hello, my friend. Happy August. This is Heather. This is the Back to Me podcast. And today I'm talking to Isla Lynn. And oh my gosh, she's so awesome. She's a transformation coach. And we're talking about how hiding our authentic selves causes so many problems for us. And that while it's scary, it can be scary. Stepping out from underneath all of these things and becoming your authentic you is just so powerful and will just make you so much more happy and and achieving the things that you want in your life. I hope that you are having a great day. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you find it useful, of course, always share it with your friends. Take care, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, my friends. Welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast, and this is Heather, and I am super excited that you're here. You are going to hear some tips and some tricks and some ideas to help you live your happiest and healthiest self. I call it Back to Me because when you are taking care of yourself, Back to Me, then you can take better care of others, and we can all make the world a better place. This is Wellness Your Way, and I am super happy that you're here. It's taking a while. There we go. Hello, my friend. How are you? I hope you're having an excellent day. This is Heather. This is another episode of the Back to Me podcast, Celebrity Edition, where I get to talk to some pretty amazing people. And of course, I always learn something. So I feel like I think probably you're going to pick something up from it too. And today is no different than any other day. Another amazing human being. I've been connecting with so many amazing people and I just love it. And today is Isla Lynn, a transformation life coach. Whoa, that's awesome. And do you call your company Authentic Love Connection? I forgot to ask yes, you that. Yes, I do. Yes. yes, I do. Hello, Welcome. Heather. Hello, how uh, are thank you? Thank you for having me. I am excited. I'm excited to have our chat. Yes, I've been waiting for this one. It's very good. And um, we talked a while ago, and I always talk to people first, and then I have to wait to, to ask them all the exciting questions that I've, you know, came into my head. But the question that I always like to start with is how, what drew you? into this a role as a transformation life coach like what how did you come to this place where you've created this company authentic love connection well after being in a corporate world for almost two decades i have um learned ways to kind of cope with life to be honest with you and the whole time I was there, you know, I was always drawn to like personal development, taking courses about becoming a better version of yourself. And then as a leader and all of these things where I just needed, I needed something extra, something more than just the day to day redundancy that I was doing. Right. Even though I was kind of moving up the ladder, um, there was still something missing. And um, when I was in my 20s, I decided to study psych. So I went to school, got my undergrad, and I felt like I needed to go into counseling. Maybe this was sort of a transition in my life I needed to do. 
But at that time, I was going through a bit of um, like a depression stage. And I was really having a hard time because I was on my own. I have just detached from someone who was emotionally abusive. Right. And starting over and having to fend for myself, I couldn't meet the things that I needed to meet to go into, you know, like PhD or master's or whatever, because it was, you know, it was expensive. And I basically had to fend for myself. And it's a time and so, financial. Um, that so was sort stuff. of a dream that I had. Yeah, yeah everything. Right. And, you know, California is pretty... Um, pretty rigid when it comes to, you know, how many, you know, how how many hours you need to have, uh, you know, then the internships and so on and so forth. And I just couldn't do that. Right. I'm being on my own. And so that dream was kind of put on hold. But I always found ways to take a course here and take a course there. And so I've gathered a plethora, sort of a toolbox of uh, coping skills, um, EQ stuff, um, being able to really understand people on a deeper level, not just the surface level, but as you may know, corporate world is pretty, pretty, um, how should I say, in, in a gentle way. Um, <laughs> there's a mm. lot of red tape. Especially yeah. when you get to a place of being um, a lead of your team. And so for me, it just felt like I was I was split in half in a sense. Like I couldn't really be me because I needed to be this person so that I can provide for myself and now my kids, you know. And so down the road, so 20 years later, I decided that, you know, maybe this is, uh, this is not what I want. Right. <laughs> I think I want something else. But then I thought, okay, maybe I should get my MBA. So I went and signed up for my MBA thinking, okay, maybe I just want to go into that. And so once I began that, you know, this, this, ideas started dancing in my head like what would it be to have my like my business maybe i can go back and 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 do things help you know help people and um of course i was very much intertwined because i had a family now i got two kids i have a husband now i am in this master's program <laughs> i have devoted my my life to studying these these things like how do you step out like how do you build a business around that and then i spoke with my coach right and she told me have you ever considered being a coach i mean you already have so much so much information you know that you can build a business around that and so i started that as a side gig really sort of okay just stuff that i can escape from you know so i continue to build that as i worked and um you know then i had someone reach out to me and said hey can you please help me get out of this relationship and so just one by one, one by one, it just became this this thing. And I told my husband, I'm like, you know, I feel like I could actually make a living out of right? <laughs> this. And because um, he grew up in a place where 
education and having a job and keeping your job for a while was a norm. Like you would find a job and you would not job hop. You would, you would make sure that you're there until you retire. You know, it was, it was a very unconventional way for him. So he goes, well, you know, maybe slowly you can go into that. <laughs> so I decided to do it part time because I did want to make sure that I could, you know, bring in the money and contribute to the family. And to be honest with, with you, it was because of my kids and I had insurance. I had 401k and all of that. Oh, yeah. And when you're an entrepreneur, as you might know, all of that is, is on you. Yeah. And so to be honest with you, I don't think that I really had the self-trust to make it happen until I did a little bit of work, kind of turned the lens on me to see what is it that is missing? Like, what am I afraid of? What am I scared of? And so I basically started this whole life co coaching business as sort of building the plane as I fly it. You know, I knew that I had the skills. I knew that I had um, education, wisdom to really understand that. But it's different helping and it's different running a business. It's so very different. Whole, it's two different worlds, right? Yeah. And so, um, and basically I just kind of dove in. Right. Both feet in and just try to figure it out as I went. And it's true. I mean, you said a couple of things that I think are are interesting to touch on. Um, you know, the the traditional and it's we keep calling it traditional because it it's still in our memories, but it's not traditional anymore to find that that good job with a good salary and you just stay there and you keep your head down and you work till you retire because yeah. the goal is always retirement. And I think that has shifted. Thankfully that has shifted that that's not the norm anymore necessarily. Although there's still people who that's kind of how they were brought up and that's their understanding because mm -hmm. if you're always waiting to retire, then you don't live for all those years that you're working. I mean, I think that's, that's so sad, right? Absolutely. And I mean, if, 65, is that when you're supposed to live your life or should it be backward? I think it should be backwards. I think it should be backwards. <laughs> there's a there's well, a gentleman I saw do a presentation quite a number of years ago. Who, he was a financial advisor and he was he was very much we're doing it backwards. We need to go out and have all the fun and have all the joy while we're still young. And then once we get it all out of our system, then we sit down and we work. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which I kind of thought it was pretty awesome, but I still couldn't figure out for a while how to make that work, you know. Um, but it's true. It is it is very common to have that, you know, this is you need to do this job. And then there is the other thing that you said about, you know, how am I going to make this work? Can, like, what's why is this? Why would this work? And it is a very big change to go mm -hmm. from, first of all, just a regular job into entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. in your regular job, you do have that paycheck coming in, you have vacation time, you have the insurance and all of those re um, retirement benefits if you have them. So that feels very stable, but I always called it the golden handcuffs because, you know, yes, you have all of that and that is holding you potentially hostage 
against what your heart is asking you to do, right? So it is a big, yeah. scary leap. I just retired from Absolutely. massage at the end of December. And I remember telling one of my clients one day that I had spent 15 years as a CPA. And she, <coughs> pardon me, she almost jumped off the table. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but switching into that role of entrepreneur, it does take a little while to figure out how, to, how it's going to work. <coughs> Excuse me. And the trusting yourself that you do know enough, you know, you do have value. You do have something to bring to the world. That's something that I think a lot of people struggle with making any kind of change in their life, any mm -hmm. kind of change they want. They have their that fear factor, right? So is yeah. that something that you encounter a lot when you're helping people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it began with me, the fear of, you know, what if I fail, right? Because a lot of us, we're afraid to try things because we're afraid to fail. And as you look deeper into that, failure is, um, you know, I mean, it's proof that you're trying, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. So if we reframe it as failing is not a bad thing, it's actually a good thing. Um, then you can look at it from a different uh, lens. And so a lot of my clients who come in first, I mean, first, if they've never had coaching, they're like, what's coaching all about? Yeah. Like I've had counseling, I've had therapy, but what's coaching about? <laughs> so a lot of them come in with that fear of, okay, am I just going to spend this money and not learn anything? Or, you know, am I not going to be able to do that? And I explained to them, I said, coaching is really someone being in your corner, holding your hand as you figure things out for yourself. Yeah. Right? We give you the guidance, but we don't do these things for you. It is on you, but it is on us to stay on you, to keep you kind of pushing ahead, right? Keep you from stepping back into your comfort bubble. And a lot of times to help you see a different way of, you know, doing things even thinking because the way we're thinking we're very much set yes in our ways that's a very and good description so, of corporate very set yeah. in their ways very set in their ways absolutely <laughs> like this is how it was done all along this is how we need to continue doing that coaching on the other hand gives you the freedom the freedom to choose the freedom to explore what I love about it, when I initially began, you know, to get over that fear of failing was basically, even if I got up in the morning and helped only one person, one person, that is not helping only one person because that person has family. Right. They have friends, they have coworkers. And by helping this person change their perspective on relationships in general, you're not only helping transform them, but their environment. Right. There is a so ripple from that, Right. It's a ripple, ripple effect. And so that keeps me getting up in the morning and knowing, okay, yes, I might have three clients today because I'm very much hands-on. You know, I like the face-to-face because -face, the programs and stuff like that is great. But I found it to be only a temporary solution, really. And it's much more affecting when you have someone, you know, that you can text 
where you say, hey, I've had this thought, this is what I was thinking, but this is what I feel might happen, right? Because a lot of us, we tend to predict what's going to happen. <laughs> and it's always bad. Right? And that it's, always, it's always bad because we're wired to be negative. We're wired to, to assume the worst, right? But what if things work out? So for me, when I typically get the text, it's like, yeah, I really want to do this. Like, I want to send this email or I want to send this, this, this text. What do you think? And it's like, why are you hesitating? Yeah. Why are you hesitating? Let's unpack that. Are you afraid of the answer? Are you already in your head having the conversation of this has gone down a hill? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, or... Are you excited because the answer is going, is, going, is going to be better than you expect it to be? You know, and so for a lot of the things that we do is really looking at the glass half full of the ability of what you could, what is actually possible for you rather than what has held you back in the past. Right, because right? we don't dwell in the past. This is not therapy. This is not counseling. Yeah, we're focusing on the now, and what you're doing in the now that sets the the seed for whatever is to come in the future. And it really helps to have someone who is not intertwined in your thinking, you know, and and to be able to um, help you see it uh, clear. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're in your space, when you're in your head too much, it gets all jumbled up. It gets all confusing because you rehearse your future based on your past. Which isn't Yet true. In reality, in reality, what happened to you does not define who you're going to be or can be. Right. If you had any failed relationships in the past, like I've had, I've had tons of failed relationships. I've had abusive relationships. I've had relationships that just left me a shell of the woman I was. But that doesn't mean that I can't have a healthy marriage and create a stable place where my kids are grown and grow up and with a happy and where they can see that the, the dynamic is healthy, right. right? Just because I've made a mistakes in the past doesn't mean I'm going to repeat them. That is if I choose intentionally not to repeat them. And the interesting thing about mistakes and failure that we, I mean, we're always saying we don't want to make mistakes and we don't want to fail, but we can't actually learn unless we make a mistake. So exactly. you made a mistake. And instead of mistake, you just did something that didn't work. What did you learn? And what will, do you want something different? And what will you do different? And I just think that's a re, that reframing is, was really helpful for me when I was trying to figure out stuff, <laughs> life stuff, you know, there's always life stuff. It's like, wait, wait. It's okay. I can make that. I can do that. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Because then that's just information, right? That's just information. Absolutely. And it is very true that um, the coaching, uh, this is one of, that's one of the dis distinctions I always make. 
your past informs your future and you have lessons from it, but we don't spend our time back there because it's not therapy. We spend our time with like, what, what do you want? And yeah. how will we, how will you get it? I mean, I, I know this coach who says it's like personal training. Your coach can't do your push-ups for you. <laughs> we, can, we can just help you figure out how many push-ups to do. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. so true. That's so true. And often people don't see the patterns that they fall into, right? Unless something major happens. And it's true. The coaches, if sometimes you need that person. I have a client who said she knew she didn't need a doctor or psychiatrist, but she needed someone kind of outside of her circle who didn't have an agenda of any kind. Impartial. Mm -hmm. Just, Just ask questions. I mean to help you sort out that stuff you were talking about in your head. Mm -hmm. And do you work mostly with, do you do couples or do you work mostly with? I do couples. um, And, you know, I mean, if there's an issue in terms of, you know, they can't figure it out, it's a constant fight over the same thing. Then we go over, okay, what is the root cause of that? Like, what is going on? Right. You know, but it really boils down to my clients which we have to work one-on-one really on. Because a lot of them have a very faulty wiring (laughs) when it comes to expectation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And really understanding how to communicate their needs. Because a lot of times there is anger, there is defensiveness there is um there's lashing out but it's not because they're upset it's because they're sad it's because their needs are not being met the way they need to be met right and a lot of them you know use this what i call secondary reactions to convey that dissatisfaction or this sad, sadness, right? <laughs> Where it's like, okay, I'm so angry at you, I could cry, <laughs> right? Or I could punch. And so what we do is we go a lot about, okay, do you feel sad or are you angry? Like, what are we, right. what are we dealing with here? And she says, well, I'm so angry that he doesn't, you know, bring me flowers or that, you know, he doesn't listen to me or he doesn't want to do the dishes. Like it's a constant, it's a constant thing, especially when they live together. Right. It's (laughs) like, how is it that he can't offer to do the dishes? Why do I have to be the one to do that? Or, you know, why, why is it that even though I work and he works, he can sit on the couch while I have to make dinner? Like, why doesn't he help me? Why doesn't he think of that? And so we did go into really understanding how men function versus how women function. And we are polar opposites. Women in general are very much intertwined, like in their head. They can remember a million things. They can retain a million things at the same time. It's just the way we're wired. And they're all connected together. We're all connected together. And at any point you ask us something, we can reach back and we can pull it out immediately. 
Whereas men, they have this, you know, sort of a boxed section in their brain and each box has one thing in it and they can only do one. So they're very focused on just one thing. And so if you ask him, did you not remember what I said a week ago? And he says, no, I don't. He truly doesn't. He's not ignoring. He's not being dismissive. He just does not remember because it is not something. It's not in his box. <laughs> it's not in that box. He put that box away already and filed it away. And so it really helps them understand how to go about speaking out, you know, talking about their needs. And a lot of these things that we um, that we talk about, is really around them being themselves. And so this this is the whole authenticity. Yes, yes. Um, and covering the authentic that, you. That's what we want exactly, to drive, dig exactly. into. So let's segue into that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, a lot of women, um, from what I could tell, have a really hard time just being themselves. And so many women you know, they play pretend in their life, in, I mean, their jobs, in their relationships. And that's because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be criticized. They don't want to be abandoned or neglected. And so a lot of times they, they put on masks. And I know I've done it myself because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to belong. It's 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 a human nature to want to belong, to not be casted out. And it dates back to the tribal times, right? Where being in a group was your survival. Right. Because if you were out fending for yourself, you know, and you were attacked, then you would die. So our genetic um, composition it's still wired to want that connection, to want to belong. And so we will do whatever it takes to be a part of that. Right. I know I used to shape shift, as I say it, to, to, you know, to appease everybody and their mother. I was such a people pleaser. Right. You know, and I thought that it was a noble thing to do because I'm such an empath. Like I have a big heart and I wear it on my sleeve and, you know, and of course people loved it. They loved it. I catered to everyone that I was with, but at my expense, at the expense of my mental health, at the expense of my emotional health, even my financial health. Right. I used to go in debt going out and, you know, paying for things and, taking part in these events or contributions just because I didn't want to be casted out. Right. And so I feel that a lot of us do that. I mean, men, women, everybody really has, has a hard time being themselves. And some don't even know who that is. Right. Because you have, shifted so much that you don't even know who you are you've become this identity and this persona that you feel you are but in reality 
something does not feel aligned something does not feel right and and when you go against that that's when you feel the anxiety that's when you fall into depression that's depression is really when your life is not congruent with the vision that you have for yourself right yeah and i was 22 when i learned that um you know that was a very dark phase in in my life where i just felt like i was completely going in a wrong direction but knowing i was going in a wrong direction i kept going in a wrong direction because you didn't know which way to go right yeah what if they kick you off the island i mean they made a they made a whole reality TV show about how afraid we are about getting kicked off the island. There you go. It's like, <laughs> and, and they called it Survivor, right? So it's yeah. so true that we do so many things. And I think we'd maybe even learn it as a child when we're quite young, before we even can form thoughts, you know, how do I survive? I, these people who are looking after me, I have to make sure that they will still look after me. Mm-hmm. And if you had a upbringing where you didn't feel safe that probably translates into I have to make sure I am in a certain way to stay safe and taken care of and part of everything and it does that that goes a little more into the therapy side but there is ways to um, work through the bits and bobs of life and untangle everything Oh, exactly. Just, um, you know, so many of us have gone through so many things, you know, and understanding um, what I've read about the whole, you know, child childhood trauma, the, you know, the abuse, the neglect, um, and all of these things really shapes you, shapes you as an adult, and um, it is not what is happening to you, but what you interpret it as. Right. Right. So it's really your own perception on what was happening that is kind of keeping you stuck in that in that space of, you know, am I worthy? Yeah. Am I worthy of having the things that I want to have for me, for myself? And the answer is always yes. The answer is always yes, but it's so hard to believe that, especially if you have come from a place where you've been judged. Yes. Where you needed to perform in a certain way to be acknowledged and loved and cared for. Right. And and so when you get to the point of, you know, I need to have great you know, good grades, or I have to make a certain amount of money, or I need to have a certain degree, like the degrees were for me, what I felt was worthiness. Right. So I went on and I literally took every class I could get a completion certificate on. I got my undergrad, I got my MBA, I got my certification for a life coach. And I kept going in and I got my NLP certification. And so I kept collecting these certificates. And finally, my coach goes, will you stop? (laughs) Will you stop collecting degrees? Please stop. Just stop. Because I was thinking, I'm like, maybe I want to go for my PhD. And she's like, why? Why do you want to go for your PhD? And so, so I told her, and she's like, no, you can have a life coaching practice without a PhD. You don't even need to have a license. 
right? You know, or a certification. <laughs> and so I I looked at her in awe, and she's like, "Ila, you are worthy, just as you are, just for existing. Having an extra degree is not going to make you any better. Just the fact that you have." been born is a gift in itself you're worthy just as you are even if you take all of that away your job your degrees everything you are worthy because you're here and that was just such an aha moment for me i mean it makes me so emotional even talking about it that's tear up <laughs> and um and this was just like, oh, wow, you know, like someone sees me right? From, for me, where I spent my whole life catering to people so that they would see me, you know, and um, I think I'm going to have to drink some water. So give me a second. That's okay. Yeah. You can have your moment. I'll just, I'll pop in and say, I think that a lot of us fall into that as like, performing and performing and if I have if I have if I have then I will be worthy and valuable but we forget that just you you landed on the planet and that made you valuable right very much very much someone said that there is um is it one in four trillion chances that you were conceived right I mean, if that doesn't make you so darn special, I don't know what does. <laughs> I don't know what does, you know. That's, and, and you know, you, you have better odds of winning the lottery. <laughs> it's incredible. It Just is. incredible. And um, I'm glad, I'm really glad that I learned this so that I can teach my kids that they don't have to strive to be the best in school to be loved, that they don't have to cater to me to be heard and seen, right? you know, and in that way, I'm kind of breaking that generational chain, which makes me so very proud, you know, to be able to do that, not just for me, but for everybody else that I coach, right? right? Because when we when we unmask, when we strip it all down, that's when the real work gets done. That's where you step into your pur purpose. That's when you step into your passion. That's where, you know, right right now, the fact that we're having this, this talk has been such a milestone for me because not not too long ago, not like four four years ago or so, I you would not have seen me talk publicly about right. any of this. <laughs> and, um, you know, not to mention my story, sharing, you know, everything about my life and uh, let alone write a book about right. some of the things that I've done myself. And it's like, it's incredible what happens when you accept yourself for who you are and when you discover who that is really right right and i think it makes you really when you 
I mean, we talk about stripping away layers, but if instead of reducing you, I feel like it makes you a more solid, complete person to take the layers off. It solidifies who you are and you just, you just step in, like you said, step into the power. You just feel like you are complete already. Yeah. It's, it's this, is this feeling of, um, just a majestic proportion of like expansion of your soul because most of us lead, lead, lead in life, right? And all of that is ego, right? We are looking for the next best thing. We're looking to, you know, build this for us. We're looking for the next uh, best job to, you know, add an extra zero to our accounts, yeah. right? And all of these things like, can I be better than the best, right? But in reality, when you when you know who you are, when you are your authentic self, there's no competition. You're not competing with the world. You're not competing with anybody. You're just competing with yourself to become a better version than you were yesterday yeah. or you were before that, right? And another thing too is it's easier to, it's also easier to connect, you know, because when you're no longer hiding behind a mask, and you have the ability to let people in, then you can create this next level connection with anyone, friends, partners, your children, right? Because it's that soulful way of connecting soul to soul. And it also, what I found is that it's, encourages those that you speak with to also open up right to feel safe right because when they see that you're authentic then they can feel that they can be authentic and honest as well right yeah it's safer that right? way yeah safer that way and a lot of us go through life you know shame shame shameful you know, some of the things that we have done. Yes, we all have had things happen to us. We all have done things to others intentionally, unintentionally, you know, and there is this this sense of shame too, right? Where you're trying to hide. But when you step into your power, when you're authentic, then that shame has no weight anymore. You know, you're not shameful anymore. You're like, yes, this is me. Yes, I messed up. Yes. Yes, but I've learned from this. And this is what I learned from this. And this is how I turned it around. Right? Yeah. And with that, a fear of judgment, criticism, abandonment, ne neglect is also removed. So you can see it's just like these walls are starting to come down as you decide to be who you are. Yeah, so good. I feel like we could just talk and talk and talk, don't you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> respecting respecting your time because your clients probably, um, you know, there's. I know that you probably have a lot of people that you help, and I think that's outstanding. But um, I always ask before before we sign off. I always am interested in 
do you have, <clears throat> pardon me, here goes my voice, a final word of wisdom? I have several. <laughs> you can give more but than I one think, if you want. <laughs> but I think one major one is really to understand how special you are and to not be afraid to be yourself. Yes, this new version of you or whatever it is that you are uncovering is going to require you to leave some people behind because not everyone is meant to go with you on your next path. Some people come into your life to teach you stuff, you know, about life and yourself. Some are lessons. And um, those that are meant to be with you are going to come as you open up yourself to opportunities. And I mean, new, you, you just have to decide. You just have to decide what that is that you want, what, what, what feels aligned with your soul. You don't need to know the way. The way is just going to just pave itself. And you're going to see that the minute you make a decision, something's going to pop in your mind and say, wow, this is the person I met like three years ago. Maybe I reach out to them. Maybe this is why we met. Because I feel that we all cross paths mm -hmm. because we're meant to help each other out. Yes. In finding ourselves, finding our purpose, and just creating better world for ourselves and all of those that are yet to come. That's so just don't be afraid to be you. That's awesome. That's that's huge wisdom, my friends. That's huge wisdom right there. Thank you so much, Isla, for joining and you, sharing for all of this amazing um, conversation with us. It's uh, it's truly a gift. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And my friend out listening in podcast land, yes, yes, your authentic self is lovely and we love you just the way you are. Take care, my friends, and I will see you next time. Hi, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you found it useful and you're like me and you like, like helping others, please feel free to share this. Just give it a like. Give it a comment. If you found something useful in it, there's a chance that someone else will find something useful as well. Also, if you have any questions at all, I can absolutely help and I would love to help. You can email me at heather at prosperityflowcoaching.com. If you want more of this awesome content, you can follow me on Instagram, Heather Stewart Coaching. You can follow me on Facebook, Prosperity Flow Coaching. And I have a personal request. I want to help as many people as I can with these podcasts. And if you could give me a review, hopefully a good one. <laughs> if you could share, if you could send this out into the world, I would truly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope that you find your way to wellness by getting back to me. Take care, my friend.